keep forgetting to turn off the loop when I do that. I was testing out the loop function, the pre-live loop thing, but uh, don't need to do that for the intro. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to Token Minority Report on Unsafe Space. I am your minority, Beverly J. Clark, and today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. And not here with me tonight is my co-host, the beautiful and glorious Alex Maselli. She claims that she is not feeling well because of allergies, but we all know that she's just using it as an excuse to not see me. Okay? We get it, Alex. We get it. And even though I'm absolutely nothing without her, I decided to try out a cello stream because I've never done one before. And I immediately hate it. It is so lonely. Come back to me, Alex. I'll do anything. Hopefully you can hear me. I don't have anyone to like test out the audio in junk too. So <sighs> can you hear me? Um, so it's probably going to be a super short show. Like super short show. Uh, but that's okay because I've got a lot of big birds to tend to. And no, that is not a euphemism. Uh, hi in chat. Hello to Coley. Winky, winky, woo. Oh, winky. I know you said mystery me and Alex. I will be there. So unfortunately, she's not here. Sorry. Uh, Tom Hannock, Raphael, G-Man, WT. This is, those are my geese. Uh, Raphael, those are geese, not ducks. Um, winky, winky, woo. Yes. Oh, I should put these on screen. Um, hang on. I should also finish talking and doing other things too. Um, yeah. So tonight alone, I'm going to be talking about the last season of Lock and Key, this show on Netflix called Devil in Ohio and the Resident Evil movies, which I've been working my way through. I got all the, like the main ones done with Alice, but I think there are a couple more, maybe animated ones left. Hopefully you can hear me. I'm afraid to touch this microphone because I think it might cut out, but it's farther away than I realized. Um, I need to put these chats on screen. We're always late. Um, well, I was testing out the pre-live loop thing, so I wanted to see if that was going to actually work. Immigrants hit the jackpot, busing and flying them to DC, New York, aid their ticket to the USA, solidifies their entry into the US. Oh, well, I'm not here to talk about real life stuff. I only want to talk about fictional things on TV, so... I'm just going scrolling through, putting the chats on screen because, you know, if these chats get deleted, which they probably will when we have to edit stuff later. Captain C, nonsense. Everyone knows allergies only happen in the spring. I know. And she lives in Phoenix. The weather there is like the same always. So what what can she actually be allergic to out there, right? Um, <laughs> Winky's asking, why does it say Johnny Boy Quickshaw over the bottom screen? Because at the end of last week's episode, and the, I came back on with post credits and said, if anyone messages that they're a winner because they stuck around to watch the post credits, I would put their name on screen. And I've done that because Johnny Boy saw it last week and he said something about being a winner. So there you go. Everyone else, not a winner. All right. Well, before I get into the uh, shows and movies that we're going to talk about, I should do housekeeping because I always forget about housekeeping stuff. I'm not good at that in my real life house either. Let's see. Uh, Sunday, September 25th at noon 
It will be Book Club, The Satanic Verses by Solomon Rushdie. And Alex and Carter are going to be co-hosting those um, to talk about the book. I've been listening to the audiobook of it. And I think the, I forget the guy's name though, but he does a good job. But it's, um, I think I'm still only like four chapters in or something. Um, but yeah, if you want to join book club, email at, uh, e- email me at speak at unsafe space or Beverly at, they go to the same place. Everything goes to me. Um, but yeah, join us for that Sunday, September 25th at noon Eastern. And then the following book club is going to be October 30th and that'll be Slaughterhouse Five by, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Slaughterhouse Five. By Kurt Vonnegut. Blanked out for a second. I remember the dates really well. It's letters and names that I have trouble with. And that'll be hosted by Juliet. And that'll be, again, Sunday, October 30th. I think also at noon Eastern. What else? Um, Today's Thursday, Monday. We'll have Narrative Dissonance. We'll be back to live for Narrative Dissonance, 451. On Tuesday, there'll be a live one. Wednesday, we'll have Rebel Civics and... Uh, dangerous thoughts and then tmr thursday yeah i don't think there's anything like crazy new going on yet i do have some stuff in the works but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything yet but we do have some stuff that we're planning on doing but secret secrets uh winky are you even old enough to remember being released no i don't think which one but probably not probably no to to whatever you're saying i'm 12 actually so oh yeah, Kurt it. Yeah, I just I blinked. I spaced out for just a second. Okay, um, Raphael, how will Resident Evil be taken if it was done with an all Chinese cast? Hmm. And I'm not talking. We already talked about like the TV series too, so I won't go over that again. I'm gonna go. This is just old stuff about the movies that came out, however long ago. An all Chinese cast. Is it made in China? Um, Johnny boy, you just got here. Well, we'll take a look because your name is on screen because you were a winner from last time. I feel infamous. <laughs> you ever read Ask the Dust by John Fanti? I have not. I, it's because I don't know how to read is the biggest problem. That's what I said. Oh, it is also Salman Rushdie. Yeah, I've never read anything before. So starting with the satanic verses, I think might have been a little bit more challenging uh maybe i don't know the satanic verse seems like it's kind of it's just, i know alex really loves it and i'm still not sure where i'm at with it because it's just like a lot of like uh just talking about i don't know it's less like telling like a full story and more just like this happened and this happened and so it's hard for me to like follow along very well i vaguely remember all the crazy shit about Solomon rushdie's book releasing oh yeah well i mean all I know is the whole stabbing thing recently. So that hasn't been great for him, I imagine. Tree surgeon, I'm here and I'll start over. Okay, well, I spent like two or three minutes on just a pre-live loop of my geese, of the new baby being born and, and growing up because she's so old, she's so big already. So if you want me to replay that, oh, I forgot. I should play the uh, uh, Carter clip first too. So hang on a sec. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, 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 fine. There we go. Can't be a TMR without Carter rapping. Starting over now, yes. Oh, I wonder if you can hear my one duck, MTM. She quacks maniacally, like a witch laughing, witch cackling. (laughs) So funny. 
uh, Winky, I have tried to read Satanic Verses three times in my life, never made it past, past halfway point. Yeah, well, so I'm also bad at audiobooks because <laughs> I can't read and I can't listen, um, but I just get distracted really easily. So what I do is I read the like parag or the chapter summaries online first, and then that way I my if I start my mind starts to wander, I can at least know like oh this is what's going on during it. This is I can come back in and be okay um usually but i've been lazy about doing that so then i've been slow listening to the book uh still waiting for card oh yeah i know he needs to do <laughs> that is i think i watched that at one point the music video and and that was the first time i heard the song and that was awful i mean i know everyone seems to agree with that but i just i i don't think i was expecting what I saw. It was just worse than I even imagined it would be. So that was upsetting on all kinds of levels. Jillian, great strategy. What's the, oh, for reading, um, if that's what you mean. Yeah, like it's, uh, it helps me a lot more though when I can, and I think for certain, for other books though, if, uh, if the story is really Co uh, cohesive and I'm not saying that's satanic versus it. it's just different for me for like the plot where I'm like this is like the full goal and I can see what they're trying to get to that's easier for me to like pay attention to um but when it's something where it's just kind of a lot of like chapter by chapter like here are different people and here are different situations that isn't necessarily like all going to one place it's hard for me to continue focusing <laughs> mm, this is delicious foul <laughs> I have you actually eaten geese and ducks well, I mean, only in the video have been or geese, but even I'm mixing them up now. This is embarrassing. How do allergies stop you streaming? From what I've heard, she's sneezing a lot. So I don't think you want that happening. It's a constant stream probably of sneezing and snot and it just would not be the best. And then just distracting with her, like interrupting whatever she's saying with sneezing or interrupting me. That's the worst thing is interrupting me. I don't want someone sneezing all over what I'm saying. Okay. Peter Lim, brain, light bulb, lightning bolt. I don't understand, but I like it. Jillian, yes, for reading, I work with ADHD kids. That's what I do, go over it first and then read, and that's a, yes, the aha moment comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it helps me. I kind of do, I think I mentioned this last week too, where sometimes I, I like to follow along when I watch things on TV, like movies and TV shows. I like to read the summaries as they go along, but then that hurts me because sometimes I accidentally spoil things for myself, but I just, I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. I like having caption, like subtitles on, even when I speak the language and I, something about it just like helps me pay attention. But then when I'm reading ahead or reading other things that I'm watching that I'm not actually paying attention, then I miss stuff that happens on screen. So sometimes it hurts, but uh, I do it anyway. Um, Winky says never eat geese. Duck is delicious. I've only had, have I had duck? I've had, I think I've had duck wings, maybe. I think I had duck wings. I've had goose eggs. Um, the I can't remember who I talked to about things, but uh, if they're, especially if they're on air or off air, but I was talking about, um, what's it called? The foie gras. I don't know if we talked about that last week or not, but um, that one, I had it like on top of French toast before and it was super 
the French toast was bad. Like it was a super thick French toast and it was really just like kind of dry bread inside at whatever restaurant. It had the foie gras on it. I didn't know what it was and I didn't like it. I thought it was pretty bad on bad French toast. The whole thing was bad. And then later on, I found out that the foie gras is that they uh, force feed the usually geese, but maybe ducks too. But um, and to the, they stuff them full of a lot of fattening food, so their I think it's liver can get really fat, and then they that's what the foie gras is. So it's really terrible. And I think there are some uh, more like humane ones out there that farms will just like they they feed them fattening things, but they don't force feed them because they'll uh, I forget what the word is. I think it's French <laughs> like foie gras, uh, but they they just like will stick tubes down them and uh, to feed them. And it seems horrific and it makes me so sad, especially having my own geese now. Rob Robinson, thank you for the super chat. Hope you're doing well. Never heard of Devil in Ohio. This sounds dark or is your channel dark? New here, just a question slash observation. Take care. Well, welcome. Yeah, I don't think I recognized your name, but I like that it's kind of doubles up. Rob Robinson here with you tonight are bringing you the news. Um, Devil in Ohio, it is, it's kind of a horror thing. And I know Alex and I are planning on doing a horror month in October of just doing any kinds of horror things, but uh, it's already feeling like like spooky autumn here and I'm ready for it. So I think I'm just starting to do a lot more horror stuff. And it, uh, it showed up on Netflix, my feed, and I didn't realize it had, uh, what's her name? Emily Deschanel in it from Bones. And she kind of just plays the same character. So I'll get into that in a bit. I'm just trying to keep up with chat. Man, thank you guys for being so chatty today. I really love it. Mm, duck is a bit fatty. Goose is a good sub for turkey at Xmas because the meat is less dry. Oh, you know what? I kind of like dry meat. People <laughs> always hate it, but I kind of like when st stuff is overcooked a lot of times, just generally. I, and I always say that like I like my you know ground beef and stuff or any kind of beef like really cooked. I like it burnt because I really love those carcinogens. Coley, you have an emoji. I don't even know how to do emoji or on um, in the comment sections in the like not in the ch live chat, but in the comments of YouTube. I see people posting emojis, and I think you can do it on your phone, but on the computer, I never can do it, and I get so jealous. Winky duck is good meat, but can be a little too greasy. Goose is nasty. Well, they're wonderful alive. Well, sometimes it would be pretty nasty alive too. Would be mean, not to me. My geese love me. Uh, Peking duck. Yeah, never had that. Peter keeps putting brain light bulb lightning bolt in. Still don't know what it means. Tree surgeon. I ate a duck. I slaughtered myself, which I screwed up and made a mess, but it was tasty. What do you mean by screwed up? Like you tried killing it and didn't actually die. So you had to keep trying to kill it. Like trying to like behead someone with a, with a guillotine that's not sharp enough. Who did that happen to? Nearly headless Nick in, uh, in Harry Potter. That's what I'm thinking of. Winky French toast should be thin and gooey middle, slightly crispy outside. Yes, I agree. I don't know why it was so gigantic. Like, I didn't need one tall thing of French toast. I I could have had like four slices. Things would have been way better. I Yes. I like every episode, always talking about food. Even when Alex isn't here, I'm going to talk about food. G-Man, thank you for the super chat. Sorry I missed they, them. I went to a vegan fest with a friend on Sunday and went to bed early. I was weakened by the lack of meat. Yeah, why did you go to a vegan fest? That sounds awful. Uh, what kind of friend is that? That is no friend. 
but it's okay. You did. That's another thing that I should have said about housekeeping that I forgot. You did not miss they them because I had some technical difficulties. We have the bad movie night in our Discord server. So if you are not in our Discord, please join our Discord because we do bad movie nights a couple times a month, maybe more. But um, it wasn't playing. Stuff doesn't play well through Discord through your computers because I think it was Motown and I were trying and they we couldn't get it to work. So instead. Uh, Johnny Boy had recommended uh, what is it? Kung Fury on YouTube. It's only like a half hour long, and I am so glad we got to watch it. It is not good for a bad movie night. It was intentionally cheesy and a lot of tropes, and it was like it was really well done for how cheesy and bad that it was. Um, I loved it. It was hilarious. There were so many fun things. The the CG in it was really good too. Like I thought it was better than. Um, what was that prey movie where those animals were terrified or, or terrifyingly bad rather. Um, but Kung Fury, it's on YouTube. From what I read, it was, uh, they ra- it was on Kickstarter. They raised money on Kickstarter, um, tried to reach 200,000. They made 600,000, but they were going to make a feature length film if they could reach a million, but they didn't get that. And it's a Swedish film, but it's and done in English and well, then they, and then Hitler's involved in it and time travel. And it is amazing. I loved every minute of it. There's a Triceracops. Yeah, uh, definitely worth the watch. So because we couldn't watch They Them this past Sunday, we're actually going to watch it this Sunday. It'll be 9 p.m. Eastern Sunday the what is it? 18th, Sunday the 18th. So G-Man, you have, you're not... And I will probably text you too. I was like, if we're going to get started, I would have texted, but you wouldn't even been able to get there. So I'll remind, I'll send you a text reminder just in case you miss it. Um, Jillian, oh, you watched Devil in Ohio too? I seem to be like the only one who knows about it. <laughs> uh, Winky, can you actually play that keyboard guitar thing behind you? I, uh, it's uh, usually called a keytar. I mean, that's the Roland AX synth. And yes, I can, but last time... I haven't tried fixing the the um, speaker that it connects to because like it keeps having this like weird delay in it and I don't know what so it's kind of problematic and not as fun to listen to. Um, so, but I can maybe I can try it later on since it is just me since it's still a stream I can do whatever I want right. Um, Coley same recently go through Devil in Ohio was, yeah yeah I know you just finished and I finished it too because we were talking about that the other day oh god and uh, I finished it just before pretty much. No, a, a little bit earlier before the show. Actually, I went back and finished the rest of Resident Evil before the show. Um, EB is always the same character. All we could talk about watching it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emily, wait, say Emily Deschanel. Is that what you're talking about with EB? Uh, but at least that's what I thought, is that she's just played Bones, and I was kind of like, like no wonder I haven't seen you doing much else, because you is that all you can really do? I thought she had more of a... I thought she could play a more variety in her in her acting though because the first episode of Bones she was such a badass like if you guys go back and watch Bones later on she became like really like oh I'm just very analytical and I don't really do and I I don't she I robot and I don't understand feelings but the first episode she was like cool and uh and sassy and like did did flipped a security guy or something um and I thought like I like what Bones became, but I also would have thought, I also think that like, I would have loved that for like that Bones in the first episode. Like if there were two separate series and you got to see like badass anthropologists solve murders, um, I actually think I would have really enjoyed that. Winky, he raped the duck. Who? 
I mean, ducks are kind of notorious about raping, though. Have you seen their penises? They they are like corkscrew and they're spiked. And uh, yeah, <laughs> if you look up on YouTube, not right now, or we could watch it together. No, I'll probably get censored. Um, <laughs> the corkscrew penis. And I was reading, why was I reading about animal penises the other day? I don't know. But I was reading about how some of the like birds, there are a few birds who have penises, but geese and ducks are some who do have penises. I have yet to see my own birds' penises, but I know that Lemon Grab has one because he was able to mate with Chewy and they have a baby together. But I found out that uh, chickens, roosters do not have penises. They just have their cloaca shoot sperm <laughs> into the hens. So, but they also get kind of rapey too because they they'll just like sit on top. Like they he grabs onto the back, of, like he s squats on top of them, like grabbing onto them and does his business. And then after a couple of seconds, he gets off, and then the girls all like ruffle their feathers and shake it off. But uh, that happens really frequently, actually. Mm, says pate de foie gras is good for carcinogens, moral and physical. Is it good for carcinogens? Oh, well, I like my carcinogens in my in my like overcooked meat, though. Again, not interested in the foie gras. Foie gras. Tree surgeon, I cut the head off too high up the neck, so it's pretty Oh my god. <laughs> Getting pretty, pretty graphic here. And I forgot my water. So I have to do all the talking alone here, and I'm going to be so thirsty. Holy crap, so many. <laughs> so not complaining about how many chats there are. I love it. It's, uh, I'm trying to go through I'm just going to go through them all. This is just going to be us talking together. I love it. My dad worked in a meat market. He could gut and kill things so well as I hid behind him. <laughs> were you afraid that he might gut and kill you? Was that why you were hiding? Um. Johnny Boy says Kung Fuhrer has the dank Kung Fu movies. Was it Kung Fuhrer? I thought it was Kung Fury. Am I misremembering what it was called? But, um, Inky, do you know the Scottish band called Ale Storm? They play one too. Um, I think I do. I think I have, I mean, I, I can't think of any music, but I think I recognize the name at least. I love, is it the same kind? Um, because they, I, I never really pay attention to them, but I love guitars. I love bands that do it. Alex, do it. Do what? Oh, I'm behind like four minutes. I think we're talking about guitar. <laughs> all right, hang on. Let me scroll through and do all of these. It's dying. Who's dying? Alex. Um, yeah, Gman. <laughs> You've got Sumner showing up, showing up in the chat, Alex. Hope you feel better soon. I don't think Gman actually means that, Alex. Don't believe I just sneezed three times. Poor Alex. I feel so bad. But I feel worse for me because we know that she's just lying and she actually hates me. So she's just laughing. I mean, each sneeze is really a laugh. Um <laughs> see what happens when I'm not on the show, penises. You know what? Pretty sure we'd be talking about vaginas if you were on the show, though. So without you here now, I'm just trying to talk about the male genitalia instead. <sighs> Well, cloaca is a fun word, G-Man. I agree. Uh, that's what Elle was on. She was on Narrative Distance the other day. She was talking about cloaca, but she she was trying to refer to the uh, frog's bubble, throat bubble, um, and said and used the word cloaca. And I had to correct in chat <laughs> saying that cloaca is on the butt end of things, butthole end of things. Winky corkscrew penis with a spike sounds like something with the British royal family. <laughs> also kind of sounds like a band name. 
Hello, we are corkscrew penis with spikes. Winky, you can't hurt animals. Freak me out. Yeah, I can't either. I I sometimes get really annoyed with the flies when they're around, so I can swat at them, but I I can't. Mostly, I I like save everything. I saved a I think a spider in in a bucket of water the other day. <laughs> some some bug. Mm, there's only one thing worse than dumping a colleague, dumping a colleague, than a beauty in the chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know now she's just rubbing it in my face. Like, look, she's still around, but like not around with me. <laughs> Evan, hello. Oh, Helicolica Blooms. Oh, what a great, it sounds like a great play, like a, a, a nice drama that Alex and I should totally write at some point. Oh, Helicolica Blooms. Written by Alex Maselli and Beverly Clark. Beverly J. Clark. I'm going to include the J and in everything. Um, Winky. Oh, now we're talking about period, menstruation. So we've got penises, vaginas, and menstruation. We're going to talk about all types of anatomy here. I wasn't, I didn't re realize that either. That I thought tubes being tied also would stop periods too. I agree. Like that is a disappointing thing to not have happen. <laughs> for that so actually that sucks because if you're if you don't understand what it's like to be a female it's the worst we are so oppressed by society and it's awful all right well now that i've finally caught up in chat and everything um this this is over each chat now i can actually get started on on what topic am i talking about uh lock and key i'll start off with that because that's what i put on the on the thumbnail um, Lock and Key season three. If you guys have, was it season three? Whatever the last season was, because um, they did it in like parts and stuff too over a few years. If you haven't watched Lock and Key or read the graphic novels by Joe Hill, um, I recommend it. I think the TV series did a really great job uh, conveying what happened in the graphic novels onto onto live action TV. Um, it was... Uh, it's been a while since I watched the first few seasons. They're very Canadian though. So if that bothers you, watch out for that. Cause I hear them say like a boot and hosts a lot. Cause they're, they're and the place is called key house. So some of them, when they're Canadian is showing and they're saying like key hosts, but it's not too bad. It's mostly just the older brother, Tyler, that I've noticed that from, I think that he's Canadian. Um, but if you don't know about this series, it's about uh, a family, the an older brother, a middle sister, and a younger brother, and their mom move back to some New England town. I forget the math is in Massachusetts. I forget what, what state it's in. Um, after their dad is murdered, and they move back into his old house growing up. And it's, a, it's the Locks, the L-O-C-K-E. That's their last name. So they move back into the Lock House. Um, but then it's called the Key House because there are a bunch of magical keys that are there. You know, Lock and Key, get it? Uh, but the keys are made from like demons from, from a portal uh, thing. But like that's kind of conveyed over time. And um, it's a good series. So it's a dark series though. It gets uh, the, I think the TV show, I think, I feel like it's, it's not as gritty as the graphic novels were like the, just the art style was a lot grayer tones and everything in the, in the novels, um, which I liked it, but, uh, but I think, I think on the TV show, like it was nice to have like a little bit more brightness. Um, I need to continue putting on 
the chats. And both the first thing that I was really upset about is that the the there's Tyler Kinsey. Tyler's the older brother. Kinsey is the sister, and his name is spelled B O D E in the comics. And I always pronounced it bode, like the word bode, like this doesn't bode well for us. But then when the series started, everyone was calling him Bodhi, Bodhi. And I hated it. I didn't understand why they needed like, why would, why would you want to name someone Bodhi? Like it was just the worst. I was, so I finally got over it, but I remember when it first came out, I was pretty upset. Um, so Bodhi is the youngest bro brother and he's kind of, it's just that most retarded kid um he's always even like later on he's always getting into trouble or and but everyone else in the family are really terrible too because they're just like hey don't get into trouble but i'm gonna go do my own thing now and leave you unsupervised even though like you are able to get all these magical keys on your own so just gonna leave you at it and every time he gets into trouble and nearly dies so kihus yeah uh so the last season came out and it, uh, I don't, I don't think I have like a ton to say about this, but I'll say too that I don't know how long, how much time is supposed to have spanned between the first season and last season because it's been a few years in real life. So Bodhi, when they flash back, like Bodhi's so much bigger now, like he still seems tiny in comparison to the others, but he's ten years old at the end, and he, oh, thanks, Alex. She's putting chat on here. Ooh, okay, haha, perfect. Did I blush? Oh no, my face. <laughs> it says that I blushed when the hymen message was on screen. I didn't even read it. Uh, no, it's because my cheeks just, I think I have rosacea, so my cheeks just get warm sometimes too. And I think because I'm talking so much, I can feel that my cheeks are getting hot and my hands are really cold. So that's a good balance between them. <laughs> but I can't, I don't know. Yeah, I see how pink they are now. Um, oh, Wallace says that it's Southern Bodhi. Is it? I do not like the South, okay? You guys should have stayed split off from the north when we shouldn't have invaded you back um i guess i don't need to keep doing this i have this on chat i'm doubling up on chat again got distracted so lock and key the last season i thought it it continues on after the graphic novels end like there are a couple additional graphic novel uh things that were released and i have them but i haven't read them yet again i don't know how to read but uh, so I'm not sure if they are included in the TV show, but they so from what I knew, I had no idea what direction they were going to go with the show. But I thought overall they did a good job. I think I what were my complaints in it? Um, did I write notes? I can't remember. I did not. All right. So let me just remember what notes, <laughs> what I thought about it. There were, oh, it was like the last episode. There were some terrible character choices made. Um, they, I'm trying to remember what they were and it's hard to explain if you don't know who the characters are but it was just uh, some try to be a little bit like generic in in it but they it, whenever characters end up like just making dumb decisions like throughout the rest of the series I thought like yeah they made like some stupid choices because they're kids but there were some that were like really specific about um like the one guy he he rams his car into the bad guy and then he gets out of the car and like and the bad guy has superpowers so like he's he's kind of invulnerable and stuff too and, and the, the the Josh is the guy who ran him and he's like the the would-be stepdad like he's dating the mom now 
Um, so he goes to to ram the guy in and he gets out of the car and, and tells the the one child to to run, like go, like you you can escape. Oh no, it was, they were on the motorcycle. They were on a, the, two, the brother and sister Tyler and Kinsey were on a motorcycle and they were escaping. And he was just like, yeah, run. So he stands out of his car in the middle of the street, tells those kids to ride on the motorcycle. I was like, why don't you all just leave together? Then Josh continues to go and like take a look at the guy he ran into to see like, why? If you know that he's like some sort of bat, like just get out of there. So he gets up, the guy like, uh, the guy gets up, attempts to like, he bashes him into another car, um, steals his car. And he's supposed to be like a demon from the revolutionary war times. So how he knows how to drive a car, like he figured it out really, really quickly. And, uh, and he, and Josh nearly gets run over. I'm like, why, why would you make such a stupid decision to like, you get back in the car and you leave when you know that here's this like evil guy. Um, let me look at chat here. Deep South into house. Yeah. <laughs> From 312 as in Chicago area code. I used to be there six years. Uh, Evan says, I once lived in Hepzibah. Where's that? Because magic, yeah. WW. Um, all right. Well, uh, let me think. What else was there in Lock and Key? They, spoiler alert, just make sure I'm going to spoil the ending here, um, is that they end up having to destroy like lose the keys the portal opens up and it starts closing when you when you throw the keys back into the portal and so they ultimately decide to do that and i i'm not surprised by it i kind i'm kind of okay because at least what was the other ending where someone loses their powers uh they give it up oh full metal alchemist the anime um spoiler alert for that for and brotherhood at least that was way better than the original full metal alchemist because the brotherhood i guess stick stuck cl more closely to the manga which I haven't read, but just from what I've read about the manga, I stuck more closely to it. And at the end, he like said, like, hey, I can save, like bring my brother back and uh, his body back. And he just has to sacrifice his ability to do alchemy. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know what? Like he, that's a good trade. Like he can live without it. It's, it sucks, but I get it. So with the key house thing too, where they give up all the keys, like, okay, that's, that's a solid enough ending. I think my problem though, was that there wasn't necessarily an emergency to close it up. So they could have had, so there were a few people, there was a thing called the memory, a key called the memory key that can help you like save your memories. Cause once you turn 18, you forget everything all about magic and you don't know, but the memory key helped you keep them or regain them or like you can store them away and stuff too. So it had different purposes. But uh, so some of the side characters, the friends, won't remember it once they turn 18 because they didn't get the chance to use the memory key before they, the main kids threw them all into the into the hole. And I was like, why? Why? You could have just, you know, another half hour of just kind of collecting the crew up and saying like, hey, we're doing this. Let's hurry up. But like that portal wasn't really doing anything at the moment. They had already like got rid, rid of the bad guy. So they kind of had some time to kill. And they and they definitely did because they went back in time to see their da dad one more time. Um, so I was just kind of bothered that there were certain things. Where I'm like, oh, you could have tied that up. That that ended up a little bit differently. That would have been fine. Um, they still use. Oh, hi, George Egrog. Oh, there is portal. You say? Uh, yeah, the portal is not as like a big. Th I mean. 
it's a big part of it, but it's not as involved in the show as it normally, or as, as you might think. It just happened to be at the end of the series. It was a lot bigger of a deal too, or the end of each season kind of. Mel Gibson does an awesome Scottish accent. What are we talking about? Scottish? Um, I wish I could do accents. I'm so I can do like different voices, like just silly voices, but I can't do accents. I remember having to do a Southern accent in a high school play and it eventually devolved into Australian. Devolved makes it seem like there's a hierarchy though, that there's a Southern and then Australian. Australia is worse than the South. Beverly, G-Man, says, Beverly, can you run the Carter clip through Auto-Tune? Um, if I had Auto-Tune, yeah, I have to pay for Auto-Tune. I can look into it. Maybe there's a generic Auto-Tune thing that I can use. Or I can just not do like Auto-Tune and just pitch shift it manually or something. I could try that. Uh, what's going on in chat? Okay, I really need water. So I'm going to play the goose clip again and I'm going to grab my cup of water real quick because this is this is a lot having to continuously talk forever. All right, BRB. Isn't she so big now? Oh, she's gigantic. So for anyone who hates geese or like fears geese because they're like mean and aggressive, yes, that can be true. But baby geese are like super snuggly. They love like she wants to sleep on my lap all the time for a while she was just like cuddled up when I'd hold her she'd like climb up onto my shoulder but now she's too big to do that but she would like sleep up on my neck or my shoulder and into my neck so it's a it's a from what I've read too that like as far as like different farm birds and stuff go like geese uh goslings are known to to want to be snuggly and I love them I, I never thought I would one of, it's one of those things where it's like two years ago, I mean, um, I would never have thought like, yes, one day soon I will own and love a bunch of big birds, but uh, it's been great. So lock and key, I think that's kind of it for lock and key. Um, there are probably other things that I could like or complain about, but I just finished it today. So it was on my mind. What was the other thing we wanted to talk about? Devil in Ohio. That's the other thing that I finished today. Um, so for those of you who haven't seen it, so we have Jillian and Coley in chat who have watched it. I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but Devil in Ohio has, again, Emily Deschanel, who played Bones, and she plays pretty much the same character uh, as Bones, and it is 
yeah, it was just kind of disappointing because I thought she'd have a little bit more range. Range, that's the word I was looking for earlier. Um, so I thought she'd have a little bit more range, but so she's she's like bones, but with like slightly more warmth and like humanness to her. She's a little bit less robotic, but I, I feel like Brent Bones got more like that toward the end of the series because she was growing and like learning how to how to be a person. Um so in this show though, it's about a girl who escapes from her cult in a in a nearby town in Ohio, Amon Town. And everyone's there. And so she's she seems like, oh, she's confused and doesn't super understand every like what all is going on um in in the real world because she kind of lived in this like old timey style community of people and bones is character uh wow i can't even remember any of the characters names the only suzanne suzanne that was her name so suzanne is a psychiatrist in uh at a hospital so she helps out with the like, patients there and she's been through her own traumas having left her parents uh, like from having child abuse by her stepfather so she really like relates to the girl who escaped the cult may she relates to may because of her um just the family issues and stuff too so she uh, so they kind of do some like flashbacks of, of her past and may continues to kind of like work because the cult worships the devil it's a devil worshiping cult and it's you know the satanic kind of thing it's the ones where like everyone was afraid of back in the 80s or whatever but it's supposed to be like this actually exists um and and you find out and again i'm just going to spoil everything here so close put on earmuffs if you don't want it to be spoiled uh you find out over time that may She's, I mean, she's the chosen one, so she had to to escape, and you didn't know what that she was really going to be chosen for. But it was pretty obvious, though, too, that like they didn't say it until like the second till the end of the penultimate episode. But like, yeah, she's probably going to be sacrificed. Like, what else are cults going to be like? Devil worshiping cults going to be doing? So you find out that oh, she's the daughter of the leader of the cult, and even he's willing to sacrifice her because of of that's what Lucifer wants, and that'll make them prosperous. And so she it keeps seeming like, oh, she just doesn't understand how to behave among like regular people and in school and stuff too. So she keeps trying to like be friends with the other daughters because one girl's the same age as her, Jules. But she, so she keeps kind of like, oh, I didn't know, like I messed something up though and I didn't know, but I was just trying to help you. And so the whole time she plays off as just being like really innocent. And at the end she, uh, there's the the white rose is a big thing throughout it that triggers her because that was the thing that like when she was in the cult she was chosen because she got pricked by a rose. I'm still confused about how she got chosen. Like everyone else, I guess they were given roses, but if you didn't get pricked, then you weren't chosen. And I don't know how. <laughs> like it's I I don't think it's that hard to not be pricked and bleed by because I've like held roses with prick with the thorns on them. And it like it can hurt, but like I don't think I've bled, gotten to the point of bleeding. I, don't you have to like grab it a little bit harder? So I don't. Maybe they were supposed. Maybe that was the thing that like, you had to grab it. They weren't really clear exactly on how that all played out. Um, let me pause for a moment to see what's going on in chat. Oh my gosh, yeah, there are a lot of chats here. I do not know what's going on. I can't even keep up. I think Alex is really. Uh, chatting about like, really de derailing the chat here <laughs> uh let me see anything 
Coley thought the same thing. It's the same about her in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she was like Bones. You're talking about Suzanne. Um, yeah. So it was, and not that I, there's a part of me that I'm like, oh yeah, I get to see more Bones because I, I love that show. I watched all 12 seasons. Um, Bones had a lot of cheesiness to it, but I know Carter likes Bones as well because we've we've chatted about that. Um, Leonard Cohen sang about her. About whom? George Satanic Panic. Yes, that was, I mean, they never talked about that, but that's just what it reminded me of. It was like, oh, we're going to write about or, about the thing that everyone was sort of panicking about. But like, this is like, oh, this is real. This is actually, because they made it where it's like, this has been going on for generations that they've been hiding out here and, and just been able to like keep things quiet. They had, they're paying off like police force and like, they didn't know how much they had in, in power uh, for everyone. Because like even the town, that the other town that the main people are in, like the, there's a cop involved who's trying to like help solve the case for May and, and everything else too. But then he keeps being told like, oh, you just need to shut it down. Like we don't need, you don't need to be a part of it. So, um, so if, overall, I think it's an interesting show. Uh, there were some cheesy parts to it. It's not, I'll say that it's not the most, the most exciting I, I i can see people being like really either way about it but but again i'm just in like the horror mood and i guess it's not the most horror thing because it's more suspenseful that you just kind of don't know what's going on like oh i thought it might be supernatural because in the first episode when may visits them a bird or may that was a thing i didn't explain may ends up living with suzanne temporarily so she's a psychiatrist when may came into the hospital suzanne just like no one else could foster her so suzanne took her in with her and her uh, other three daughters um so then that's where like the whole family dynamic gets really awkward because of may there and um and and like that first day of dinner or something like a bird flies into the window really really hard like i don't that's why it seems supernatural because it slammed in so hard that it was just like bled on the window and I've had birds fly into my windows beforehand but they usually like will bounce off and fly away and we just had a hummingbird fly inside the house through an open window yesterday it was magical um but it got I got out so that was what I was concerned about I've had another bird I had a tiny bird fly in I, I think I was at the end of of another stream um, I think John Delarose's stream, you know, talking to him after the show. And then I just hear this weird like fluttering or something going on and the chirping. And I go out into the hall and there's just a bird flying. So I had to catch the, this tiny little bird and release it outside. <laughs> the perks of living, living in the farm. It wasn't even one of mine. It was just some random bird. <laughs> but uh, they want to get in on what, what these uh, other ones got. Um, oh, sorry. I lost my train of thought thinking about birds some more. But uh, yeah, so May, uh, so yeah, oh, the bird flies into the window and just like smash it, like its body splatters against it and uh, definitely not going to survive. But I just thought like, oh, maybe there is some sort of like demonic activity going on. And throughout the entire series, it just never, it, nothing else ever actually happened. So I was kind of disappointed because I thought there might actually be some sort of uh, magic throughout it, but it ended up just being crazy people and then at the end like the twist that I I kept wondering too because at the like their final wrap-up was like 10 minutes long and you get to I'm like okay well you're gonna need something like everything seems a little bit happy ish um but there's got to be something going on and at the end you find out from the cop calling Suzanne the mom and and that like May ended up 
manipulating everyone. Like there were different things that she was secretly manipulating to get Suzanne to like want to spend more time and like a, essentially adopt her. And that was the thing too. It kind of ended up splitting up the family. Suzanne separated from her family and husband temporarily, um, at least to take care of May at the end, because like it was too much with them all together. And so it seemed like, oh, May had manipulated and uh, tried to get every, you know, had caused all of this to happen. Like she ran back to the cult to pretend to, to want to be sacrificed. And then Suzanne went to rescue her. And, um, but it seems like, oh, that was intentional that she actually did it because she wanted Suzanne to like fight for her and take her with her and everything. So G-Man says, no birds welcome here. Yeah. Well, no, I've got all these other signs that people have given me as gifts. Carter's been on the, one of them, um, which I love them, but I need to figure out where to put them. But one, what do I have? I've got uh, beware of goose. I have, what else? Oh, right, there's one that just has like a goose holding a knife in its mouth. Um, some other ones too. But uh, I need to put up the warnings. So they're just, it's warning people that we have a lot of birds here. Modern writers cannot foreshadow this is winky. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones that might, uh, like I've, I've mentioned before too on the show that I, there are certain things that are like, that that I'll pick up on that like just be just from like a writing thing like oh this seems likely that they would go in this direction like, so I can expect it and other things from like this was super obvious and I did not see it coming because sometimes I'm just I don't connect like super obvious dots and I'm like oh yeah okay like Terminalist last week when was it last week when I was just like at the end when they kept talking about the list I'm like oh that's why this show is called the Terminalist like I get it now like that makes sense they kept saying list like a lot every episode and I just did not really think about the name of it being like terminal <laughs> the music cues were foreshadowing says Coley yeah 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 I mean anytime like when May when, when it was just like because she's she comes off as innocent but they they're not I'd say they're foreshadowing also like leading because they they make you believe or like feel a certain way like music is really powerful it's a I just generally I believe that and that's something with sound design too is that using sound effects and music to help uh help um e what's the evoke emotion in people and so like when oh I'm supposed to feel uncomfortable here like we have the dramatic spooky music like oh you're supposed to think May is okay and innocent so she so the music is a lot lighter um, so that's a thing too, that they, do, where you're like, okay, you're also just being told this is what you need to think, which reminds me of lock and key as well. There was a part, again, it's, I know it's confusing when you've never seen the show and don't know the keys all have different powers. One of them is called the head key and you like stick it in the back of your neck and then they have like a portal that can go into the, your, the person's mind and like see their memories and things. And, um, the one guy, the guy was so, so sad. He just had such a sad, pathetic life. I don't know. He was mayor. So he, he had like a really nice house, but like the whole time he was like, he loved the theater in high school, but he felt left out from like the main gang from like the, the, it was the dad who died. Like when he was a kid, he had his whole gang. So like all the parents were like heavily involved in the series and as like the previous generation. Um, but, and then also like everyone was dying, but, uh, so this guy Gordy is the mayor, but when he was a kid, like he just kind of like, you know, he wanted to be the star of the show and his, in his mind place was, was just a bunch of theater things and, and it was super cool. But 
Um, and so he ends up getting stabbed by the main bad guy at the end and he's dying, but the head key doubles up the person. So you have your real body and then like the fake, the, another body that appears. That's just like, Oh, I'm conscious. The other body is not conscious. So he's dying. His, he gets like a double, um, on the other side. And then, and I was really bothered by this. Cause like the, the main crew come in and they're like, well, which one's the real one? Cause like, which one do we help? We can't tell who it is. And uh, and I was annoyed because the the way the body showed up, it would just mirrored his body on the f- ground, on the floor. And they never did that ever before. Every other time it's someone who's like sitting or whatever, whatever position you're in, you appear standing and like looking at yourself every, every other time, except for this time he was in like the exact position, just mirrored on the other side. And he was too like in shock. He can't talk or whatever. Um, and so then he just, he, he looks like they're both just dying. So at the end, like the paramedics, they call the paramedics and they take a body, but the one kid um, who has, uh, who's autistic and he's just like, he's left alone when the others go inside the mine to like go to fight the bad guy. Um, but he's like, which one I need to hide the body though. Like, and so he chooses to hide one because the, the paramedics can't see that there are two of them, which I don't get where I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't explain it, but just have them take both. And I, the only thing I'll give a little bit of of uh leeway is that like i don't maybe he's a very very high functioning autist so i was still kind of like i don't think like he like he was really smart and he and uh was wise too because he like pick up on stuff about like oh you're not bodhi when bodhi was possessed by someone else, or like his body was taken over like he was very perceptive so it was just kind of annoying that like he so he ch- had to just randomly choose a body to hide while the paramedics took a different body and Shocker, it ended up being the wrong body. But um, but then at the end, they, they're like, oh, they took out the key in the guy's neck after and, and Gordy's neck after he died. And then they ran off I'm like, yeah, that's right. Because there's a key in the back of the real one's neck. Why were you guys confused about this? They're like, which one is it? Just check the back of his neck and you'll see it. So, so that was something where I was just like, this is bad writing. And there are a couple other things that was bad character decisions and just kind of bad writing where I'm like, you were only doing that to try and confuse the viewer, but it didn't make sense in the context of the world. And they, every other time, like it, there were these differences that, that never happened in prior, prior episodes. So I was really bothered by that. Back to devil in Ohio. Well, let me go back to chat. Let me see what we've got. Um, Winky says, if you see it coming, it ruins it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what good foreshadowing is something that hints toward it, but you don't outright expect it to happen. Like that, that once it does happen, then you look back and see like, oh yeah, like you had all these kind of these clues that like that you just, so it's just that you're, they're not enough to like fully connect it uh, until you get there. And I think that could be good foreshadowing. And that's something too, that with D and D nerd alert, it can be really challenging. That was something that I was really concerned about doing. Cause like when you're, when you're like trying to create a world, like a mystery, like I've done mysteries and stuff too, where it's just like, okay, I need to put out like these, the characters and, and information and stuff for the players to be able to talk. But then it's like, you need enough that they can solve the mystery, but not too much that it just becomes too obvious. And it's hard to find that balance. Cause you never know too, like what someone might just, the one time I did a, I do like silly um, thematic sessions for, especially for holidays. So like I've done like multiple Christmas ones and one of them I did, uh, I think the latest one I did um, a Christmas Carol and, and 
and they just make it to a town and I think like, oh, it's kind of snowing. It's lightly snowing because instead of the Christmas, I called it the first frost. Like everyone here celebrates the first frost. And I they met a character. So it was based off of Bob Crackett. And all I said, like you just meet him and his name is Bib Cricket. And the one guy was just like a Christmas, <laughs> Christmas uh, carol because he just thought Bib Cricket was the actual guy. He thought it was Bob Crackett's actual name. He didn't even think that it was a play on it. He just remembered it wrong. So I was like, ah, like I didn't, there was absolutely no other context uh, at all. I don't even know if I necessarily mentioned it was going to be a Christmas episode that time, but uh, it was just so funny that I'm like, huh, well, you got there fast. (laughs) Coley, I felt like I was watching on rails, but it didn't really ruin it for me. Just changed how it came off. Yeah. So I I think sometimes when I, especially when I'm like, I I think it's probably going to happen. And then I, I guess it's like somewhat spoiling something though too, where I'm like, okay, like it, cause sometimes I might be like, oh, I was, I was off. Like I was wrong and they didn't go where I thought it was going to go. So, um, and I don't know, sometimes that might be good and sometimes it might be bad. Cause sometimes it'll be like, you didn't go where I was going to go, but this was a bad choice to go this other way. Like this was just bad writing. Like you should have gone over here. Would have worked a lot better. Mm, says the rangs of Pawa writers have foreshadowed that the show will be garbage and is garbage, so they were effective. <laughs> my my D and D friends, they love they love the show so far. Though I they did agree that the first episode was super slow though, and and um I just I don't know, but they're they're like on the woke side of things too though. So um hot garbage. Sorry, I see that you you added in that it would be hot garbage. Winky says, I want to be a high functioning babe magnet autist instead of the autistic idiot. <laughs> uh, well, if you believe in yourself and try really hard, you can accomplish anything. G-Man, I'm not really an autist, but I used to sketch some in high school. Sorry, should I have read that with a British accent? Well, I'm not really an artist, but I used to sketch some in high school. Uh, Alex says, if it's well done, clues given, but not obvious. If you figure it out, it can still be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, Alex can just, uh, I can just respond to Alex while she's just going to be text chat, <laughs> chat though, instead. Uh, Winky says, then the they don't know line was delivered and I realized which one are we? Oh, Sixth Sense. Oh, Sixth Sense. Sorry. I need to go back. Sixth Sense. First time I watched it, I kept saying, why isn't anyone else talking to Bruce Willis? And it bothered. Mm, yeah. I, it was hard for me because I actually didn't watch it until like months ago, a year ago, somewhere, somewhere within like the last year. And uh, so obviously I already knew about it because it's just everywhere. Like that could never be a secret, but it was just kind of like, I, I, kept thinking, I would hope that I would have noticed this. Like, why is no one talking to, to him? Um, like it's, he's only here. Uh, he's only talking to the kid every time. Like, why is he appearing at this child's like school and other things too? Like I thought like he's way too involved in this kid's life as just his like therapist. So I, and I was, so I was trying to, to step out from like, I already know it. So it's easier for me to like be biased but I was hoping that like, would I have recognized that like you're only having dialogue with this kid? Um, 
Mm, says my experience of D&D foreshadowing was pretty shallow like Count Strahd as a vampire was not much of a reveal is it supposed to be a secret I, I've played um, Curse of Strahd although I technically didn't like finish finish that last battle but uh, and, and that one my friend who was a boy was running it and so it's a lot more like made it a little bit more silly than like instead of trying to do like dark and gritty kind of thing um, but I didn't know it was supposed to be a secret. Like it was pretty clear that he was a vampire all the time. Maybe they didn't say it, but it was just like, I guess, because like as the player, we can, it's hard to n- not always like meta when things are like really obvious as like the humans, the, the players. Judge Law, thank you for the super chat. How do we get more Carter app lyrics? It should be about once per month video clip, like new ones, because I do play the Carter app every episode at least once, if not more. Um, but I know like everyone does keep asking for it. I will try and talk to him about doing WAP because we have had that. Uh, but when I've mentioned that people like watching it, he gets really upset uh, <laughs> and frustrated and uh, storms off. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't get it. Vanessa was a fembot. Who's Vanessa? Johnny Boy says, I need a deep fake of Alex as my partner. What I'm going to do is uh, I'll make a puppet of her instead. And then just do, I want to make like paper bag puppets. I used to do that. I've done that in um, in college. <laughs> I went to an art school and uh, for my gen ed class, they allowed you to do like, like the psychology classes. You could either do um, an art project to do your final project or a 10 page paper. And it was like, and some people chose to do the 10 page paper, like cited and all that too. When you can, the, she was easily impressed by art projects. Like every time do the art project. But also a lot of things I did like an English class where I did a paper bag puppets play where we had a group project and I did this. I made paper bag puppets out of the, the children's st- stories that we had to read. Um, and I did sock puppets for a psychology final project before i did multiple puppet final projects that was fun um tree searches sweet bruce willis with a ghost oh come on hey i mean it was spoiled for me when i watched it within the last year so i'm spoiling it for everyone else too okay i'm sorry i thought he was a pedo until the ghost line (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're watching the whole thing like why is this guy stalking this six-year-old child like, uh, it's just weird that he's there. <laughs> um, Judge says, I gave your SO the nickname, the toddler. I hope he likes. <laughs> um, that's better than, uh, <laughs> what are you, um, Motown keeps saying that my friend who is a boy looks like a garden gnome. So <laughs> better than that. Oh, Austin Powers. Yeah, I was just talking about the other day how I have not seen Austin Powers. I've seen a bunch of clips and stuff for it, but I don't think I've ever seen the full movies of any Austin Powers. So if you're upset with that, add it to the Discord list of movies that Beverly needs to watch. And um, oh, another thing too for the Discord, I think it was Johnny Boy had suggested that instead of bad movie night, that maybe in October that we do horror movie night, which I'm all about that. So I'll probably change it to horror movie club for October because I love horror. Whores. Oh, Carter's here. He says, hot. Yes, I get so upset, but I will admin the fact that Beverly plays it so often has actually uh, disincentivizes me from ever doing that again. Oh, so what he's saying is that I have to not play it anymore. And then if like the longer I don't play it, he might feel uh, willing to to actually rap some more. 
but then he's just never actually going to do it again. And then we don't get any raps because I've stopped playing it. So I don't trust this. I think this is a, this is some sort of ploy. I think this is a tactic to just get him to never rap again. So instead, I'm just going to trick him into rapping some more. I'll, <laughs> I'll get him to say the lyrics of like WAP just out of context, like just like different words. And then I'll, um, and I'll record him secretly and then I'll cut them all together to have him <laughs> rap out the lyrics. Um, all right. Mm, says, okay, then better example of shallow D&D foreshadowing was that Katara, Katiara was revealed as a baddie in Dragonlance. Okay. I vaguely know that, but yeah, like I said, it can be, I think it's difficult when I was saying too, with the mysteries, it can be difficult to try. And when you're, when you're the world as the dungeon master, and then you have the players and you're trying, and, and I don't really know. Um, when I DM, I do everything from scratch though too. Cause I tried doing, what was it? Princes of the apocalypse. I did that for like one session and then kept being like, uh, if you're doing such and such jump to chapter six and then chapter six, like jump to chapter three. So it was like, I have to know everything and then, uh, and understand it. And it was just a lot easier for me if I said, Hey, I'm going to just create my own world and it's in my head. And I know like the NPCs, I know their motives. I know, uh, like the, the, it was easier to react as the world when I could just be like, yeah, like I, I know what everyone's trying to do here, like what's going on. Or if I didn't, I can improvise it and just add to it. And like, okay, this is canon now. This is what's going on here. Um, but when you had the book, when you have the those, um, what are the modules? I was just like, I'm not gonna read the whole thing and memorize it and try to like just understand it. So, but but it it can be difficult to try and like convey stuff without uh, to the players um, without spoiling it too. Because when you're just having to like feed a little bit of a time, and 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 I bet in a module. Um, a pre-made one like that can be tough too. For me, my reveal was there was a girl that they met early on. She was just some like random, like everyone just called her, they called her party girl for a long time. They never bothered getting her name. They just referred to her as party girl. Uh, she had like a valley girl voice and she was there at this one sun festival and like she gave them lays. And then, so she would appear periodically throughout it. Um, and, but then she, and then the whole time too, and I was, I've been waiting like we've, four years, I think it's like four years on the 17th in two days, it'll we're doing this campaign for four years now. And I was waiting for like so long that I'm like, I can't wait to like reveal. And I didn't really know how to like reveal it. Cause she's the big bad. Um, but like, so she's been their friend and stuff throughout it. And, uh, and I ended up revealing it in a different way than I expected to because I, I thought it might be at the very end, but like some stuff changed when the, and cause there's like this evil, like hell world that's been seeping into, and that's what like controlled her. So she became evil because of it. And I didn't never expect it that the one character would go to this hell world to try and rescue a friend that, that got taken. Um, so I had to like expand and say like, okay, now we're over here that I never knew you were going to go to. And it helped me real, uh, do the thing that I wanted to do anyway. But like when he destroyed it, it all like leaked into the main world. So now like their whole kingdom that they've spent three years, like three plus, I guess it's almost four years now, but this happened like a little bit ago, almost four years of trying to save, like they went town to town and like rescued everyone and like got rid of all the bad guys and stuff too. Now all the evil is just leaking like and in, in just uh, massively into their main world where everything, it's just a bunch of evil, negative energy consuming everything and though and and the guy uh, the, the guy who wanted to go into there to rescue the the one girl 
other friend of theirs, uh, he inadvertently causes her to die too in it. So he just like caused all of the terrible things to happen now in this world. And the friend is dead. And everyone, like we, everyone just keeps like referencing how he killed her. And it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's D and D stuff. Uh, let's see. What's going on? Judge Law, I'm 45 minutes behind real time. Oh no, you need to watch in in like 2x speed. That's what I do whenever I watch Carter. So <laughs> Tree Surgeon says, well, Carter is a certified freak seven days a week. Dragonlance was AD&D. Yeah, I never, I've only played, I play, I've mainly only played 5e. I played first edition like once at Gen Con. I think I died. And uh, what else? I played Starfinder once at Gen Con. I play more Savage Worlds, though. Johnny Boy says, wait, we may, we might never see that video again. Beverly, do you have an MP4 of Carter wrapping in like my personal collection? I do. Um, but no, I'm not, I'm, like I said, I don't believe Carter when he says that. So I will definitely continue playing this clip again. You know what? I'm going to do it now. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, f fine, f fine, fine, fine. Fine, fine, f f fine, fine. All right, Carter. I'm going to get you to do WAP. Everyone keeps it. Maybe if you super chat it. <laughs> Oh, if everyone super chats, we can convince him to, you pay him enough money, he'll do anything. He'll prostitute out his rapping skills. Um, Judge <laughs> says, I just got past the bird penis discussion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, we did talk about bird penises earlier. <clears throat> if you want to talk about it again, happy to. What other thing was I going to talk about? We did Lock and Key, we did Devil in Ohio, and what's the last what's the name i can't even see what the name of this episode is supposed to be uh resident evil that's it okay okay resident evil i finished watching the uh the what is it the sixth movie of the the alice series and there are like 10 movies total though so there are animated films and i have two more left i'm not sure what they are i think one is resurrection no vengeance or i don't know whatever it is there are two movies left and i have no idea what they are but uh as far as the other resident i did take some notes here the animations the second animation was i think it was damnation resident evil damnation i was excited because they had voice actors on there again like anime ones because there was dave wittenberg who plays kakashi sensei and naruto um there was matthew mercer who played leon which i thought in the first animated film i was like yes Matthew Mercer should play Leon. Like that, that character just seemed like a Mercer type thing. Matthew Mercer is a well-known anime voice actor, and he's the the dungeon master in the Critical Role D and D YouTube series or online series. Um, and and then I oh, and I was looking at it online about it. I guess Mercer does play Leon in uh, the video games too. He took over from whatever the previous guy. So they got the voice actors from the video games to play in the movies, which makes a lot of sense. I just hadn't really thought about. I, I never looked into the game voices though, too, but I just kept thinking when I f watched the first movie, they're like, Matthew Mercer should tell that he's this lead role kind of voice. Definitely. And I like, there have been times in like anime where I'm like, uh, I think it was in a Naruto movie where I'm like, Matthew Mercer, this character just looks like someone that Matthew Mercer should play. And then I listen to the voice, I'm like, that is him. They did get it. Great job casting. <laughs> 
Um, so he's great. Uh, what's Judge say? I see my name. <laughs> Alex fucked off due to sneezes, but maybe it would have helped protect us from corkscrew penis chat. <laughs> no, like, well, maybe again, she'd talk about white vaginas. Instead, we got to talk about corkscrew penises. When Alex is away, we get to talk about male genitalia. Um, Beverly delivered that whole monologue completely deadpan. Which monologue? Oh, it must keep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, talking about because I'm deadpan because I talk about corkscrew penis a lot. What's Alex saying? Let's listen to her. Fact one, Wentworth Miller is the only one to be both in Resident Evil franchise and the Underworld franchise. Hmm. Wait, which one's Wentworth? Was that the the one big bad guy? Or is that Chris? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that his name, Chris, in the in the live action series? He's only in the one movie, right? I kind of thought he would be in more. That's true. Carter's right. That is my normal voice. I am just deadpan. Um, so uh, let me see. The Resident Evil, the Alice series. I was wondering, so for those of you who've watched it all, again, spoiler alert, is Alice... Was Alice being a clone of the Red? So the Red Queen is the is the little British girl in the hive, and um, who like protects the the um, what's it called? The the whole organization. I can't remember what it's called now. Man, I'm blanking out. Alex, I need you here. <laughs> so we have uh the start with an O H whatever. Um, so she's, so she's the, the AI for, for the whole place. And, um, and she's like trying to kill them throughout the, the first movie. But then in the last movie, they, they kind of uh, allude to Alice. And I could see it too. Like the, the, I guess the foreshadowing in it, when the one guy, the character is asking like, Oh, so like, what's your story? Like, where do you come from? And she's, and Alice is like, I don't remember. I don't know what my, my background is. And, and so like, Oh, that seems kind of weird to talk about. Like, why are you asking this? Like, no one's really asked you before. So I, I just figured like as a way of writing that like, yeah, people are going to, or like, this is going to matter at some point. Like if you're asking about her past, like this is going to matter later on. And it did. So then you find out that the, the guy who created the whole organization, can someone tell me what the name of it is? Cause I just can't remember right now. Um, Resident Evil Alice. Uh, mm, mm, mm. working for umbrella umbrella that's the that's the word that uh starts with an o or an h umbrella so alice uh, so the 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 guy who created umbrella his daughter had some sort of rapid aging disease and he created the t virus to help try and stop it and it kind of did temporarily but then and then you find out that like oh she did end up aging more and so the and her name is Alicia. So then I noticed too that I was like, oh yeah, like her name is Alicia. Main character's name is Alice. So, but this was only like really talked about in the last movie. So I was wondering, it didn't, I don't think it messed up any of the continuity of the previous films, but it just made me wonder like, were they planning this out from earlier on or was this really an afterthought though? So if anyone knows whether or not that's a thing, but uh, oh, Carter did say umbrella. I was looking it up. Um, Winky says an AI has no past or future. It has no concept of time. The AI, 
was based off of the childhood Alicia, the child Alicia, though. So, um, but yeah, it, it was not like supposed to be here. Fact two, oh, Alex's fact two, a woman was horrifically injured on retribution doing a stunt. And a few months later, another stuntman died in a stunt. Was it all the laser lights throughout these films too, that they just like slice the people off? Were they using real lasers? Because that seems hazardous. Fact three, Kaplan says that the Red Queen was modeled on the head programmer daughter. Interesting, because in the latest film, they used um, whatever Alex's, the actress's name, and I think her husband was the director. So they used their real life daughter to play the Red Queen in the in the sixth, in the last film. And then, which makes sense that she would look similar to Alice too in real life because, or like in the movie and in real life because they're actually related. Um. Winky wants me to play the keyboard thing. FFS. Tree surgeon thinks that the doubt they planned it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I doubt so too. I was just kind of hopeful because I like when they have like a goal in mind at the end. Fact four. In Apocalypse, Jared Harris says he created the T-virus to cure his daughter's illness, which he also has. But the final movie has a different scientist not sick who says his daughter had. Wait, hang on. In Apocalypse, Jared Harris says he created the T-Bears. Which one's Jared Harris? You're expecting me to remember names, Alex. President Evil. Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Uh, he's the actor, okay, who played... You're using real... This is once removed, too. You're using the real-life names. And I don't even... I already don't know the character names, and then I don't know actors' names. Um, okay, Charles Ashford was a wheelchair-bound scientist, but the father of Angela Ashford, he is among two. Oh, oh yeah, The what happened to that girl that Alice saves? So he saves her, and he was the one who created it. You're right, okay. So that was Ashford. It says he created the T-Bars to cure his daughter's illness that he always has, but then he ended up dying. And the final movie has a different scientist. Yeah, and the other one, you're right. So totally not not tied in at all. They did not. If they did plan it, they planned it really poorly. Um, no, it's a real progeria, but it does not match the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So why would they not <laughs> try to do that? Like, they, they clearly were saying, like, here's the world that collapsed and the things that Alice has done. So why would you not want to try and make some continuity make sense? Oh, Alex, wheelchair guy? Come now. That's disablest of you or something. I don't know. <laughs> says T-virus lockdowns coming to a country near you this Christmas. Follow the signs. I know. Yeah, because what? In the last movie, they're at least talking about how uh, it's a company that created a virus to like kill most of humanity, but they have like the antivirus to try and stop it or like stop it after they've eliminated the people that they want to eliminate. And it's like, I wonder, I wonder if that could ever happen in real life too, because I wouldn't be surprised now. Oh, oh, another thing too is with Alice, she lost her powers. So she became, she got like the T virus in her, but whatever it was with, um, what's his name? The, the darky looking nerd, uh, the glasses. Um, what was that? Wesker? Is that the one? 
um, yeah, whatever his name is. Um, he, he, so he like injects her and says like, you're human again. And so she thanks him for making her human. But throughout the last couple movies, she continues to do like kind of superhuman feats where a normal person probably would not have like been able to do these things. Like she's able to fight off people and stuff. Like I know that she's supposed to still be good at what she does, but like it, I couldn't suspend my disbelief very well because she, it just seemed like, no, like you should have some sort of powers here. Like why? I don't understand why they had to get rid of it. Cause even at the end too, they were like, Hey, you're, when you release this antivirus, it's going to kill everyone with it though. So Alice thought she was going to die, but like, why would she die if she was already cured that she already didn't have it anymore? Like why would the T, why was the T virus still in her if she didn't have the powers? And so then um, when it was released, like she she survives because like it only killed the T virus cells or her healthy cells or blah 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 whatever. But the whole movies, the whole couple movies, how did she how did she fight off these other people and things with like super strength and superpowers and stuff too? That like it, I was really bothered. Like they and it didn't matter either because um, at the end of the fifth film or something, they're the the same. Is it Wesker um, says? that like he he injects her again and says i gave you my powers back i gave you your powers back but then it ends up being like in the last film and like oh he lied he betrayed her and, and and i think that's why i was thinking too that like oh this wasn't planned because that seemed like such a retcon to say that like it was an afterthought or like oh yeah remember how he betrayed you and like and he and he lied about that he said that he gave you they said like he didn't even need to do that why did he pretend to do that there was no reason for him at the end of the previous film to to say that he gave her her powers back when he was just going to betray her again. So that's why I thought like this, this probably was not planned. Um, <laughs> Winky says off of their heads. Oh, not that red queen. Alex says the girl from apocalypse disappears. Wesker injects her at the end of retribution. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The girl from apocalypse, like, yeah, there were a couple, there's the one girl that she rescued, like the daughter that was rescued. The other girl that like, that she was going to be mom to or something at the end of, of the fifth movie because like her one of her clones was a mom in that community but um yeah they so they just really did not keep up with any of the the continuity to the rest of it so i don't know why i thought maybe they planned the her being a clone or something at the end but all right let me I can see when he keeps complaining about this. I can see if I can get this guitar working. Hang on a second. I'm going to play the goose thing again. Or should I do Carter? I'll play Carter again. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, f fine, f fine, fine, fine. Okay. This is heavy. Oh, I'm going to knock the mandolin down. So you guys can either watch me try and hook this up or I can play the goose video again. Cause this might take me a minute. Mm -mm. Oh yeah. I'm going to play the goose. I have to grab the, the cord. Hang on. Goose video. Mm.
Um, okay. I don't know. We'll see if this plays. It's just going to come through the mic because I don't have it through anything else. I'm going to be hard to hold it up. Oh, see, it still does the delay. I can't figure out why it does that. I guess I could try this speaker. Oh, there is a battery in here. Okay. I only know classical music though, so. Oh, it still delays. I don't know why this delays. There's nothing on here that says it should be delayed, and yet it does. So I don't know. You're going to have to deal with it. in forever. Pitch. Octave. Is that what I want? There you go. Okay, now you can see it. If you guys could hear that or not, but that was the guitar. Alex says that's my favorite classical song. Yes, that's mine too. I love it. it's Paco Bell's Canon in D. That is my favorite. Um, what else? I like I like uh Box Prelude to Cello Suite Number One. I like that a lot. I like Moonlight Sonata's third movement. People don't always know that one, but that one, like Moonlight Sonata has like the creepy boom, 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 boom. But the third movement is like crazy fast. The second movement, it gets a little bit like cheerier. And the third movement is, it goes dun, 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 dun. And I started learning that a long while ago, but I've forgotten everything. For Elise, what else? Um, yeah, I like those ones. There's also, it's it's classical, but it's not old, is uh, River Flows In You by Yurima. I think he's South Korean. Um, that one's really beautiful. It's like such a hauntingly beautiful thing. <laughs> Tree surgeon wants to, you're welcome, Winky. Uh, and it was, uh, really rusty though. It's hard to, I was trying to like look at it from this position too, to see where it's so like missing the notes. Cause I was struggling. And then I tried looking I'm like, oh, maybe I can do it when I look into the, onto the screen, but no, it's backwards. So then that just confused me more. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to do this or else I would have practiced. Oh, also her name is Epsilon. So that is the name of my guitar. 
and uh, I'd always wanted her. I also want to get, this is, again, this is the Roland AX Synth, and there's another one called the Roland AX Edge, and that one looks bitchin'. Let me see if I can get it. Roland A, or it might just be pronounced Axe, I don't know. Um, Roland Axe Edge. But uh, this one, not that I dislike Epsilon, I love Epsilon, but the shape of, and there's like a black and red version too. So hang on, let me get this on screen, share screen. Roland Axe Edge. There we go. And and Alex, don't say anything about how uh, that I'm using Bing still because I'm still on uh, Microsoft Edge on this laptop because StreamYard hates Brave or Brave hates StreamYard. Whoops. Where is it? Uh, this one here. Yeah. So here's the Roland Axe Edge, but it just looks sleek. And I think the keys, you know, the keys are black too. There's the there's a white version of it, but um, let's see. Yeah. But I like the black one. The black one looks cool. If I were to get another keytar, so that way Epsilon has a mate, you know, I would probably get the black edge. Um, oh, remove Wagner and the B. Oh, Wagner. <laughs> I thought this sounded like I love Wagner and the B. I thought that was like a band name. Oops. Everything's slowing down now. Um, okay, well, did I have anything else to talk to you guys about on Resident Evil? I don't think so. And next week, so I know that we, again, we, we canceled last minute, blame Alex, because she just doesn't love me. Um, but so I'm gonna, we're gonna push it back. I don't care if it's gonna not be as, as uh, relevant next week, though, but we will talk about The Little Mermaid. She Hulk and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Black Adam. So we'll be a little bit behind. Everyone else will have already talked about all these things, but that's okay because I wanted to save it and I wanted to wait and talk to Alex about these things, which hopefully she'll come back. Um, hopefully she'll feel better. Allergies are not fun. I have been taking a lot of Benadryl at night because I keep getting itchy for I don't know what it <laughs> I think it might just be weather changing and I may have skin irritation. That's what I'm hoping and not like invisible bugs. So <laughs> I don't know. Red and black. Yes, I know. Isn't that so cool? Next week, shame. <laughs> I've only, uh, Alex, that she watched the whole thing. Like, all, I think there are five episodes. She watched all of them. I've only seen the first one. So I will, I will watch the rest of them. I still need to watch the rest of Ms. Marvel too, because I want to watch in order anyway. Um, whether or not I like them, I've committed. So this is just happening. <laughs> Winky says, Alex, you're ruining everything. No Phil Lopiadening tubes. Oh, <laughs> Alex, this is like fire answer in my nose. Yeah. No. In EDF, Earth Defense Force, the video game that I've been obsessively playing, um, you get to fight at the fire. The red ants are the worst ones. They like I hate them. Like they have a lot of higher armor, and so they're harder to kill. And then they just eat you. So I I get it. I relate to Alex's allergy issues. Um, and Winky says you need to buy better cocaine. Mm, yeah, that's that's like Shame Hulker to be sexist. And fascist. Oh, okay. But if I'm all right with those things, then it's fine. I just watched. So in my other bad movie with some friends in Chicago, we watched. Uh, oh shoot, what's it called? 
dangerously close. It's called dangerously close. Oh, I can put this back up. Uh, and uh, it's an, a 1986 like kind of suspense thriller mo movie about a high school kids. It was bad. It, it was really bad. But uh, they the, there was like a group of kids that they everyone kept saying like, "Oh, you're fascists," but then they were like they're trying to say they're like, "No, we're we're fine," but they were like secretly doing a lot of violent activities and things though. But yeah, it was it was not a good movie, but at least it kind of had a plot. Also, and then they just eat you like a bad like that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, well, you know. So bad it's good. Okay. So again, let me do housekeeping stuff. We've got I think the same old, same old next week as far as shows go. Uh but then with 451 coming back. And uh September 25th, Sunday. Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie at 12 p.m. Eastern, October 30th, um, The Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut, and Bad Movie Night this Sunday in our Discord. Hopefully, if, if there aren't any technical difficulties, it'll be at 9 p.m. Eastern watching They Them, which maybe we could talk about that a little bit next week as well. So thank you guys for watching tonight and I hope Alex feels better fast and comes back to me and returns to me because <laughs> we miss you, but we're glad to have you in chat. So uh, one more time, just for good measure, going to play Carter. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, 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 fine. <laughs> There you have it. Never gets old. Um, and I, I don't have anything to do with post credits, but just I'm going to try and do more post credits things in the future. Today, I'm not going to do that, though. I'm going to go hold a baby goose. So thank you guys for watching. Have a great night and have a great weekend. And I will see you all next time. Bye. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production is known by the state of California to cause unregulated ideation that may be harmful to bureaucrats. Association with the following individuals, or tacos. This strictly prohibited. Apropos of nothing, I was just wondering how would you feel about another pandemic? Your president is in full control of his mental faculties. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job.
Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake. I changed my mind. I am going to do post credits. And Winky Wanky Woo asks if he sticks around, will he be on the bottom of the screen next week? Yes. Yes, he will now. And for that, I'm going to also see if this will play. Oh, I'm going to be louder.